Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast, brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly rail market update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast. Welcome to FTR's weekly trucking market update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 192 for the week of December 12, 2022. Before we start, a reminder that you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. Let's start this week with another look back at the third quarter in trucking. We recently discussed not seasonally adjusted revenues for the trucking industry. Last week, we not only got seasonally adjusted revenues for the third quarter from the Census Bureau, but also somewhat more granular data on the trucking industry. Let's start with seasonally adjusted revenues for the entire for hire trucking industry. Q3 saw first quarter for, saw the first quarter over quarter decrease. Uh, since the second quarter of 2020, but it was just half a percent uh, down from the all-time high in Q2 of this year. The second quarter record likely will stand for some time. That's my prediction. Let's drill down and look at general freight. Uh, By the way, we've included charts in the presentation deck accompanying this podcast for both seasonally adjusted and not seasonally adjusted figures. But to keep from getting bogged down, uh, I'm just going to focus my comments on the seasonally adjusted data, uh, sprinkling in a little bit on the not seasonally adjusted for color. Uh, Revenues for general freight trucking eased 2.5% in the third quarter from the record posted in the second quarter. Um, The Census Bureau also releases data specifically on the long distance portion of the general freight segment. Those revenues declined 1.4%, a much smaller decline, uh, from the second quarter record. Year-over-year, total general freight revenues were up 17.7%, and long-distance general freight revenues were up 18.5%. All in all, given the talk about weakness in freight and pricing, I would say that general freight held up pretty well in the third quarter. We don't have to make any excuses about specialized trucking, though. Revenues in the specialized segment continued their steady increases that began in early 2021. Specialized trucking revenues were up 4.1% seasonally adjusted to a record high in Q3. By the way, revenues also were a record on a not seasonally adjusted basis in specialized trucking. Year over year, the segment's revenues were up 21.8%. Finally, revenues for couriers and messengers, which is the formal government moniker for parcel and local delivery, increased a small four-tenths of a percent on a seasonally adjusted basis, but that was enough for a record. Those revenues were slightly below 
the Q4 2021 record on an unadjusted basis, however. Year-over-year, parcel and local delivery revenues were up 8.1%. Okay, let's move on and talk about the real news of the week, and that's diesel prices. If you liked the prior week's 17-plus cent drop in diesel prices, you'll love the 21.3 cent plunge during the week ended November 12th. That is the third largest weekly decrease on record, and it is the largest since October of 2008. Over the past seven weeks, prices have fallen nearly 59 cents, and that includes nearly 39 cents in just the past two weeks. The national average price of uh, $4.75.4 a gallon is the lowest since the week ended February 28th, but it is about 65 cents higher than it was that week. Recall, in case you have forgotten, that the first two weeks of March saw a surge of $1.15 a gallon in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's worth noting that pricing remains highly variable by region. Average prices in the three regions that probably account for most of the diesel fuel sales, uh, certainly as a group they do, uh, the Midwest, Gulf Coast, and Lower Atlantic, are all under $5 a gallon. Indeed, in the Gulf Coast, which invariably has the lowest prices due to its proximity to production, saw an average price of just $4.33.4 a gallon in the latest week. But aside from those three regions, prices are above $5 a gallon everywhere else, and in some cases, they're substantially higher than that. California traditionally has the highest prices, and they still do at more than $5.50 a gallon. However, New England and Central Atlantic regions are not far behind at $5.50 and $5.48 a gallon, respectively. Those prices are high, but they also saw large drops in the latest week. One of the factors in falling diesel prices appears to be a growing expectation of reduced global demand for diesel and for petroleum in general due to weakening uh, uh, demand in the global economies. Until December 12th, when crude prices closed up more than $2 a barrel, West Texas Intermediate had closed each day in December lower than the day before, and it is now trading still, even with that $2 increase in the latest trading, at between $70 and $75 a barrel. Another factor in the price uh, declines clearly is improved inventories of ultra-low sulfur distillate, which of course is the base stock for on-highway diesel. In the latest week, inventories nationwide rose sharply to their highest level since February. Distillate inventories on the East Coast, which had felt the supply issue most acutely, also rose and were at their highest levels since March. As I talked about last week, based on historical correlations between crude price and diesel price, there's definitely potential for diesel prices to continue falling to much closer to $4 a gallon. However, pandemic-era demand and supply swings, and of course the war in Ukraine, have disrupted the normal correlation between crude and diesel prices. So we're really not sure how long that will take, 
It does does certainly seem that it's headed in that direction, however. Okay, let's move on and talk about the spot market for truck freight during the week ended December 9th, which is week 49 of the calendar. Spot market rates and load activity in the truckstop.com system fell during the week after a sharp post-holiday rebound in volume during the previous week. Just to bring you up to speed, since we did not have the data uh, on the spot market for last week's podcast, spot load activity in the truck stop system nearly doubled during that week following Thanksgiving. Now, that's definitely on the high side of post-Thanksgiving increases, um, but rebounds typically are very large uh, in the range of 65 to 85%. This year's jump of nearly 97% is actually just slightly above the one recorded in 2009, uh, the week after Thanksgiving. So remember, I told you that there was a big increase in volume uh, the week after Thanksgiving in last week's podcast. Um, But I suppose that's a bit like predicting that the Houston Texans aren't going to be in the Super Bowl. So let's move on and talk about the current or the latest week. Broker-posted rates in the week after Thanksgiving did not change much, but they were down sharply uh, last week as dry van and flatbed saw their uh, largest decreases since September and refrigerated saw its largest drop in rates since January. The van segments continue to track with the five-year average in spot rates, while flatbed rates remain notably above average. So let's look more closely at rates. The total broker-posted spot market rate declined more than $0.06 for the largest decrease since September. Rates are about 15% below the same week last year, but 7% above the five-year average for the week. However, if we exclude a calculated fuel surcharge, FTR estimates that we're about, or the rates are about 27% below the same week last year. Dry van rates declined nearly five and a half cents after three weeks of gains. Rates were about 20% below the same 2021 week and about a percent or actually right at a percent below the five-year average. Dry van rates excluding a surcharge were nearly 34% lower than last year. Refrigerated spot rates fell more than 15 cents after easing about three cents in the prior week. Rates were about 25% below the same week last year and about a half a percent below the five-year average. Excluding fuel surcharges, rates were more than 36% below the same week last year. And flatbed rates decreased nearly six cents. They were about 10% below the same week last year, but nearly 15% above the five-year average for the week. Excluding an imputed fuel surcharge, flatbed rates were more than 21% below the same week last year. Okay, let's look at volume. Spot volume in total dropped nearly 19% after that surge of 97% during the week following Thanksgiving. Aside from Thanksgiving week, total load activity was the weakest during the latest week since the holidays, the December holidays last year. Volume was more than 52% below the same 2021 week and more than 17% below the five-year average. Volume, by the way, fell sharply in all regions. Let's look at the segments. 
Dry van loads fell 19% after surging nearly 117% following the holiday. Volume was almost 47% below the same week last year and nearly 8% below the five-year average for the week. Refrigerated loads fell nearly 22% after surging 53% in the week following the holiday. Volume was nearly 52% below the same week last year and about 13% below the five-year average. And flatbed loads fell nearly 20% after surging 116% in the week after Thanksgiving. Volume was almost 65% below the same 2021 week and nearly 39% below the five-year average. Okay, let's wrap up the weekly indicators with a couple of other weekly metrics. Uh, First, although first-time claims for unemployment insurance remain fairly stable, the number of seasonally adjusted continued claims for benefits continues to swell. Um, We talked about that a little bit last week, and it was even bigger this week. Continued claims in the latest week jumped by 62,000. That's the largest increase in a year. Continued claims are now at their highest seasonally adjusted level since early February. Meanwhile, financing costs for home buyers continued to fall in the latest week. Average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell to uh, 6.33%, according to Freddie Mac. Over the past four weeks, mortgage rates have fallen three-quarters of a point, and that's the most that they've fallen in a four-week period since 2008. Freddie Mac attributed falling rates to rising worries over weak economic growth. Okay, it was a light week for monthly uh, monthly indicators. Uh, We have only a couple of sets of data, and we'll start with the wholesale sector, specifically inventories. Inventories of merchant wholesalers increased uh, half a percent in October from the revised September level, just barely exceeding the 0.4% gain in sales for the same month. As a result, the seasonally adjusted inventories-to-sales ratio held at 1.32. After rising sharply in the spring and summer, wholesale inventories relative to sales appear to be leveling off. The inventories-to-sales ratio in October was only slightly below that wholesalers had been experiencing during 2019, although inventories that year had been less lean than had typically been the case for several years prior. Let's wrap up with a discussion of pricing at the producer level. Uh, Pricing in the supply chain appears to be stabilizing as the producer price index for final demand advanced just three-tenths of a percent in November, seasonally adjusted. Following much larger gains in 2021 and the first half of this year, The PPI for final demand has increased 0.3% for three straight months after holding flat in August and declining four-tenths of a percent in July. Services accounted for most of the PPI gain in November as the PPI for final demand goods was up just uh, a tenth of a percent. A decline in prices for gasoline and diesel mostly offset an increase in prices for food. Within freight transportation services, PPIs were uniformly higher month over month, with one exception, and it's a pretty big one, and that's freight brokerage. The producer price index for freight transportation arrangement, which is the official name, 
plunged 11.7% in November. That's the largest drop on record, and it surpassed the one in September of 8.4%. Now, uh, the PPI is dropping quite sharply, but I wouldn't shed a whole lot of tears for brokers. Uh, it is still nearly 24% higher than it was before the pandemic, but certainly the direction is downward, which of course reflects the ongoing normalization of the freight market. Now, if we look at truck equipment, we continue to see a plateauing of the trailer producer price index that started back in August. The trailer PPI was unchanged in November after a gain in October of just a tenth of a percent. Uh, in fact, the extraordinary price increases we had seen in 2021 and early 2022 started to moderate in May for the most part. We aren't seeing that kind of stability in tire prices, though. Uh, after the truck tire PPI fell in October for the first time in a year, it rose again to an all-time high in November. Now, clearly one of the reasons we've seen trailer prices stabilize is that materials represent a huge part of trailer cost, and prices for those materials have been falling. Uh, the producer price index for steel mill products declined 3% 3, uh, 3 in November. That's the sixth straight decrease. The aluminum PPI has normalized to 2019 levels, falling 2.3% in November. That's the seventh straight decline. Lumber pricing remains elevated, but the PPI fell 3.1% and has been down in six of the past eight months. By the way, we're talking about truck tires. We're not seeing the same kind of relief in the rubber and plastic producer price index that has stabilized, but it has not fallen significantly. Okay, let's wrap up this week's podcast by recapping some key takeaways for the week. Specialized trucking revenues were a record in the third quarter. Diesel prices plunged by more than 21 cents in the latest week. Spot rates and volume fell sharply. Continued claims for unemployment benefits are the highest since early February. Mortgage rates continue to fall over economic worries. Wholesale inventories were stable in October. Price inflation in the supply chain is also stable. Freight transportation services producer price indexes rose, except for freight brokerage. The trailer PPI is plateauing, and pricing for key industrial materials continues to fall. Next week, uh, we'll have uh, more things to talk about than we did this week. We'll have industrial production and manufacturing output, retail sales, consumer inflation, and inventories. Plus, we'll look at the spot market for truck freight, and we'll see whether diesel prices can fall even more than they did in the latest week. That's it for FTR's Trucking Market Update, episode 192 for the week of December 12th. 2022. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we hope you will join us soon. That's it for this week's Trucking Market Update on the State of Rate podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Rate content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. 
FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.